0: Hey, everybody. This has got to be some kind of record doing two shows in one night. Um, Why am I doing two shows in one night, might you ask? Well, here's the deal. Uh, We're all allotted so many days and so many years in this life, and we never know how many days and years those are. And, uh, you know, if you're given information, you feel from Yahweh, uh, and you feel it needs to be disseminated to other people, then when you get that, you need to do it. Um, Like I said, I don't know how many years any of us has left, Uh, you know, whether it be by natural disaster that we go home or uh, ill health or whatever. You know, and this has been um, kind of a weird, really weird year uh, because of the coronavirus and stuff like that. And and uh, yes, people are are dying from something. I'm not so sure it's a virus, but um, that's that was another show for another day, and you can go back and check that out. Um, however, you know, as we begin to grow older and uh, we get into our 60s, and I know that. Some of you listening out there are going to say, oh, you're still young. You're in your 60s. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's a relative phrase, a relative term. Um, you can be in your 40s and have the body of a 60-year-old. You can be in your 60s and have the body of an 80-year-old. And you know, it's, it's all according to what you've done to your body in your life, uh, if you've abused it at all um, or if you've overused it. Um, me. I worked a lot of construction trades. I was uh, young and strong, very strong, and um, would always try to prove my strength to other people. And because of that, I was uh, kind of a show-off. I can lift this. I can lift that. Look at me, you know. Um, in that area, I was not very humble. I was humble in a lot of areas, but not that area. I had a lot of strength, and I used to try to prove it. Um, anyway, uh, because of that, you know, the knees are starting to wear out, the lower back's starting to wear out. Um, you know, it's just uh, common for, I guess I got the common ailments for a person my age. But um, anyway, so you you start wondering, you know, uh, how long you got? You know, hell, I could have another... Oh, pardon me, I use the word H-E double toothpicks, but uh, heck, I have another, uh, I could have another 30 years, <laughs> considering the way my body feels sometimes, I wonder if that's a good thing. But, um you know, you, you sit there and wonder, hey, you know, if my back feels like this at 61, what's it going to be in another 10 years? You know, anyway, um I don't want to lament about that, because that's not the purpose of this show. But, you know, I, I did bring up the subject of doing two shows in one night and, um, you know, I work for a living. I, um, I believe that a, a work, workman is worth his hire and that, uh, even if you have a ministry, you should, if you're able to, you should be out there, uh, supporting your own ministry and not being, uh, the kind of person that asks other people that support your ministry when you're perfectly capable of going out and making money for yourself, um, I don't know, maybe that's a strange ethic in these, these times, these days, but uh, that's just the way I feel, and I think that's the way my ancestors felt, and uh, I'm just emulating what's in my genetic gene pool, I guess. Um, but uh, so anyway, I work 40 hours a week, and um, the time that I have off is precious to me, and a lot of it is spent researching um, things like this. Uh, researching things uh, about the Lord, reading Scripture, researching Scripture, doing word studies and stuff like that, and and as things come along, I like to share them. So tonight, uh, I don't think this is going to be a very long show, but uh, I like to take people of interest, people that um, are are both famous now or have been famous in the recent past. And, uh, one of my hobbies is, uh, and I, I feel like, I feel it's, it's kind of a bummer that I have to explain this before every radio show, but I know that, um, Christians are diverse in nature, and there are some Christians out there that feel that, uh, looking at numbers and stuff like that, uh, although, <laughs> uh, numbers are all over scripture, um, is, is, uh, almost akin to, um, uh, things that are prohibited in um in Leviticus and in the law and things like that uh whereas i I really don't think that i mean if you if you start date setting and things like that, you've got problems but if you um God uses the number or I should say Yahweh uses the number seven a lot he uses the number uh three a lot um twelve the twelve apostles. Uh, the twelve patriarchs. Okay, so you know, if if it's good enough for for Yahweh, it's good enough for me. And I do believe that uh, there there is a a genetic harm a, a mathematic, excuse me, a mathematic harmony in the scriptures. Um, there was a gentleman years ago who did uh, a study on um, different scriptures, different books, and stuff like that, and um, and found that uh, you know the number seven was found. Uh, numerous times, almost countless times in scripture and, uh, and wrote lots of books about it. It's very interesting reading too. I, I'll have to look up the book and uh, put it on my website so that, uh, or the name of it anyway, so that you can read it. Uh, but, uh, man, it's amazing. You know, uh, it, it's just, I, I just can't even describe it. It's just so amazing. So anyway, um, One of the things that uh, was very popular when I was a young believer in Yeshua was uh, trying to figure out who the Antichrist was, even though the Bible says that he will not be revealed until God allows him to be revealed. um, People were taking ganders and guesses, and a lot of times what they were doing was using the English alphabet to try to figure out Hebrew mysteries. Okay, and I don't see how that works myself. Uh, in other words, what they would do is they would ascribe um, numer- numeric value to the uh, letters of the alphabet. A was 1, B was 2, C was 3, and then they would take words, and they would, uh, like the word computer using one of those methods comes out to be 666. Um, so does Henry Kissinger. Uh you know, and and so people were making all these wild speculations about who the Antichrist was. So was the Antichrist a computer? And that might not be too far off um, with uh, the technology that we have today where they're trying to meld uh, mankind with machine. Um, it's just, it, it, it got to the point of ridiculousness where people really, and I can see where people, you know, really got down on looking at numbers in Scripture because of these um, these wild claims that were being made. Um, there was another guy that wrote 88 Reasons Why Yeshua was Coming Back in 1988, which turned out to be a major flop, uh, which he never apologized for. Um, if you're going to make a prophetic mistake and at least apologize for it and say you were wrong, and uh but no he never did he came out with another book why jesus is coming back in 1989 89 reasons why and that was a flop um, <laughs> i never bought the second book i bought the first one out of curiosity and um and i believed it to some extent but um, i was foolish and young in my belief back in those times and um, i've since grown hopefully wiser in in what i choose to believe and uh how to discern things, uh, how to discern right from wrong and good from bad and, uh, what's scriptural and what's unscriptural. Well, a few years ago, um uh, I was introduced to something called the Gematria and, uh, a lot of people right now are probably going, oh, he's getting, he's a Kabbalist. No, I'm not a Kabbalist. I don't believe in the Kabbalah. I don't like the Kabbalah. The Kabbalah is satanic. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's satanic, and uh, to practice it is satanic, and I will not practice the Kabbalah. Um, it, uh, the Kabbalah basically is a sect of Jewish uh, mysticism, um, and they get into all kinds of weird stuff. And I, I mean, you, your your head would just explode if you just tried to read some of the stuff that they try to promote. I mean, it's it's total whack job stuff, it really is. And uh <laughs> some famous actors like Madonna got into it and, and if uh, famous actors are getting into it, uh I I I take pause and, and look at it a second time to to see what they're finding in it. Basically it was the game power and knowledge or gnosis basically. Um, but uh there there is something to the Gematria. Now uh the Gematria uh there's three different kinds. Uh there's the uh the simple gematria where um I see I want to get this right. Well, the other two that aren't Hebrew. Let's just put it this way. One of them is uh like I said before A is 1, B is 2, C is 3, D is 4, you know, you go down the line until Z is 26. The other one A is 3, B is 6, um D is nine. And, you know, you're going up in increments of three every time. And uh, and then there's the Hebrew gematria where basically um, Hebrew is an interesting language because in old Hebrew there were never any um, vowels. So if my name, David, would be DVD, <laughs> which is interesting. Uh, God invented DVDs before man ever thought of them. Uh, but um, anyway, uh so what what you do with the Hebrew Gematria is you type in the English it converts it to what the Hebrew would be and then it takes other words that are um, have the same numeric value and it tells you what they are um, now there's a trick to this because when you uh when you type a name into the a Gematria calculator um, a lot of people have been there before you have and they'll type in their own names, or they'll type in the name of a famous actor, or a movie, or or something. And uh, so you have to weed through things. You have to um, what Scripture calls rightly dividing the truth. Um, so you know if if, um, if I'm looking up a certain person, and one of the matches is George Lopez. Well, of course, I'm going to look it up and see if maybe there was another George Lopez other than that deviant actor that's down in Hollywood um, that might have had something to do either with the person I'm looking up or the field of work that the person that I'm looking up was involved in. Okay. Um And there were just some really wild stuff, things in there. And, um <clears throat> you know, people look up uh, rock and roll bands, heavy metal bands, and whole nine yards. So... Uh, some of them you can just go into right away. But uh, when you're looking up a person's name and it says uh, Satan's prodigy, you know, that draws an interest. <laughs> um, why? You know, and what does it have to do with their field of work or, or um, you know, if they're a politician, it's basically I should apply to all of them um, for the most part. But um, anyway, so you you. You have to be really selective and careful when you're looking into these things, you know. And then some of them can be um, antithetical. Um, in other words, if you were uh, looking up a name and it said, uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, l- let's just say, now this didn't really happen, but let's just say for for sake of our conversation here, uh, you looked up Donald Trump and it said, uh, in the swamp, You know, right away, it would be your inclination to say, oh, well, he's part of the swamp, meaning in the swamp. But you could always look at it, too, in a way that he's in the midst of the swamp trying to drain it. Okay? So you really have to think about this stuff and pray about it. Oh, my goodness, do you have to pray about it? Because you'll come up with some of the wildest conclusions if you don't come Pray about it, and then after you figure out everything, you let it sit for a week or two, and you go back into it and you look at it and again, and you go, well, you know what? Maybe not. You know, maybe this was me thinking this, and it's not really what the Lord was trying to say. By the way, I got to quit using that term, the Lord. The Lord in, uh, in the Old Testament is Baal, and Baal was the uh, the god that people used to serve. It's uh, it's a title in the Old Testament or the um the Tanakh, but it is not pronounced it is pronounced um Yahweh in many times in in the uh Tanakh and uh the writers that translated it into English they translated it into the Lord, and so um I'm trying my best to not say the Lord but to say Yahweh, especially when I'm talking about Yeshua or I'm talking about God himself. Um sometimes I'll use uh Elohim or I'll use uh um El Shaddai or Elion, depending on uh the character of God that we're talking about. Um and we're talking about the Christian God, not any other. Uh, anyway, so um uh, I've looked up other people. I've looked up people that uh are diabolical like uh Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi and and others, and uh, I looked up Donald Trump, and some of the values that came up for him were really interesting, and there's a show that I did on that, and you can listen to that. Um, but what I wanted to do this week, um, actually, I started this several weeks ago, and I just finished it up this week. Um, Donald Trump had a, an uncle um, whose name was uh, John George Trump, okay, and um, Donald Trump gets his middle name from his uncle. Uh, they were a very close family. And, um uh, they hail from, from Germany of all places. And, uh, and you can go into a whole thing and see how the name was changed in the Middle Ages from, uh, Gumpf to Trump and, and, and things like that. Pardon me if I, I seem to have a little indigestion for some reason. Um, so if I, I sound like I'm taking a breath while I'm talking, it's it's that. Um it almost sounds like what somebody would sound like if they'd been to a bar, you know. Well I don't drink anything except water and uh coffee. So um I just wanted that to be known. But um so anyway I wanted to look up uh John George Trump because uh John George Trump uh acquired the um the material that tesla had left when tesla died and i think it was 1943 yeah 1943 and uh and wrote it off as being gibberish when the fbi asked him if there was anything important in there that could be used maybe for a weapon or something like that and he basically told him no nah, it was just it was just notes and gibberish and didn't make any sense and uh uh and then, you know, years later, decades later you have Donald Trump talking about we we're gonna be having new technology soon that will will make oil obsolete, um and uh travel will be much quicker than it was in the past. And and when you start reading these uh these little um uh, blurbs from Donald Trump and then you realize that his uncle had Tesla technology at his fingertips you realize that his uncle probably handed over that test of technology to his, his, uh, his nephew who would later become a billionaire. And when you're a billionaire, you have money to, to dabble in all these things. So, um, it was rumored that Tesla had a, uh, invented a time machine of, of sorts. Uh, not that he really traveled, but you were able to see, uh, the future and the past at the same time. Um, uh, and if Trump did have that, you would understand why maybe he uh, is able to second guess people before they do stuff. And he always comes out a winner. Um, anyway, yeah. And some of you are going, yeah, but he had a bankruptcy. Well, you know what? Maybe that was planned. Who knows? I, I don't know the mind of Donald Trump. Uh, I do know that he's probably a believer. Um, for all indications are that he has become a believer in Yeshua. Um, and uh, his actions certainly prove it out. Uh, he's definitely a patriot and an American uh, 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 um, in contrast to the other person that's running for president right now. Um, anyway, uh, so I did a Gramatio pro- profile on John George Trump. Um, I got to fix this thing again. Anyway, um There are different uh, words that came up as numeric uh, equivalents to John George Trump in in Hebrew. And I only, I only do the Hebrew gematria. I don't do the other two. Um, I think God or Yahweh deals in Hebrew. He doesn't deal in English that much uh, except to talk to his servants, the prophets who are, uh, who speak English language. And, um, and also he speaks Spanish to the Spanish prophets and, um, uh, you name the, the culture, that language to those prophets anyway. Um, so, uh, the first equivalent that came up and I have to make into uh, bold lettering in this document, it seems like I never got, get done with this document, um, is the, the phrase created words. Okay. Um. Uh, So John uh, Trump was a pioneer in in his day and age when technology was starting to take off. When he was handed Tesla's work in January of 1943, he might uh, have well thought that it looked like gibberish, but he discovered that the gibberish was a new terminology for things that science might not have thought or might have thought was years away, or maybe it was not even imagined yet. Uh, Tesla was a pioneer in his time and uh, of course some of the things that he wrote down would have looked uh, futuristic to people maybe even like John Donald Trump or John George Trump and uh, but uh, he had the insight not to throw it away but to, to look at it and try to figure it out I think that was very wise of him. Okay, the second word that comes up, of all things, is Yahweh, W-A-H-Y-E-H. Now, that could be spelled different ways, too. If you were to spell it in the tetragrammation, and that just means four letters, um, it's Y-H-V-H. Um, it's interesting that uh, you can spell Yahweh, Y-A-H-W-H, or Y-A-H-V-E-H, some people prefer the V-E-H because there really is no W equivalent Hebrew. But um, way and they um, are are very similar sounding. So I think uh, if we're allowed to call Jesus by his Greek name, we can call Yahweh or spell Yahweh with a W. Um John G. Trump was brought up in a Protestant denomination that was known as the Reformed Church in America, which is an American branch of the Dutch Reformed Church. They are currently, and have been for a while, a mainline Protestant uh, organization in nature. And that being the case, John probably never received the message of Yeshua that uh, all men need to be born again in Messiah's spirit. Uh, scripture describes such churches as having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. So it's uh, no doubt that if John knew about Jesus and probably celebrated the holidays and such, uh, it ended there, most likely. But however, I want to throw a caveat in there, <coughs> and I will change this document to reflect that. There is a scripture where Paul says, if you uh, acknowledge Jesus with your mouth and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you are saved. So um, most denominations of Christianity, especially back when John was alive, did believe that and did uh, profess that. And um, I think that uh, we're going to be quite surprised when we get to heaven to see that there are some people there that we never really expected to be there. Um, not necessarily people that got their... Thinking that good works would do it, but believed in their heart, uh, that, uh, or professed Jesus with their mouth, uh, which you do at confirmations in some of those denominations, and which you do also uh, in baptisms in those denominations. Um, and I'm talking about immersion baptisms, not sprinkling. Um, but, uh, those two things. And if Paul was correct, which I think he was, there's going to be a whole group of people in heaven that you never thought were there. And that might include Mormons, because there are Mormons that don't know what the doctrine of their church teaches, but they still believe that um, they still profess the name of Jesus, and they still believe that uh, God raised them from the dead, even though their religion is steeped in uh, some very weird, weird doctrine. Okay, the next word that comes up is the word January. Isn't that interesting? I was born in January. So, um, well, Nikola Tesla died in January, on the 7th of January, 1943, in New York City. Three days later, on January 10th, 1943, John Trump was given the works of Nikola Tesla, which he st- which he started to study to see if they had any validity he reported that the papers were gibberish and was told that the F- told that the fbi wasn't interested in the papers any longer and it's pretty well proven that trump kept the papers and later turned them over to his favorite nephew donald john trump isn't it interesting how things work out i mean of all people to pick to look at those papers it would be the uncle of the guy that would later become president who would be a billionaire who could actually implement some of these things. If he had to, um, it just amazes me how, how Yahweh uses, uh, men, both important and unimportant to accomplish his means. Um, in this case, both of these men are important, but, uh, you know, he can use dish diggers as well as scientists to accomplish his, uh, his purpose. And, uh, that's truly amazing. I mean, heck, he used the donkey to straighten out Bowlem, right? Um, another phrase that comes, uh, has a numeric value of, uh, John George Trump is, uh, the phrase, unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Now, seeing that John grew up as a Dutch reformist, if he had any faith of, or teaching, it would have been Calvinist in nature. Okay, because they are Calvinist, <laughs> the denomination. And don't write him off because he's a Calvinist, okay? So many of you people write off Calvinists, and it's not right. You know, not all Calvinists are bad. We don't, not all, I'm a Calvinist. I don't, I believe that every man deserves to hear the gospel. You know, I don't say, hey, that guy, you know, he's a sinner. He's going to hell. I'm not even going to talk to him. That's what people think Calvinists do. We don't, okay? Um. Okay, getting back to the text, Uh Thus, the gathering of the people to him most likely would have been those who have been called by God from before uh, the beginning of time and space. Uh, predestination probably would have made more sense to him because it presents order and structure. And being a scientist, he saw the universe most probably anyway as something governed by the governed by the law of physics and the laws. And laws have to be have to have a law maker, right? Laws just don't happen. People write laws, or in this case, God wrote the laws before he created the heavens and the earth. He's the one that put the planets out there that rotate around the sun. He put the sun out there. He put everything out there, and it's pretty orderly. Okay, Uh, the next phrase that comes up, the abomination that causes desolation. Ooh. Now this, you know... This is one of those examples I was using earlier where you see something and you think, okay, this is a bad thing. You know, this is, uh, proof that, uh, Donald Trump's uncle was evil. Okay, but let's look at this, okay, because there could be a flip side to it, okay? Now, these numeric equivalents fit in well with John G. Trump and Tesla technology, and let me explain why. Um, we will never know what Tesla discovered to his, full, his fullest extent, but Tesla talked almost as if things, um, almost as if the things that he imagined or dreamed of or were shown uh, that, that they had an esoteric source. In other words, technology probably from fallen angels, Okay. Um, if some of these ideas that uh, tes- Tesla received were from fallen angelic entities, it's a good bet that uh, something that he was shown could be used uh, to animate whatever will be placed in the uh, Beit HaMikdash, which is the, the Holy Temple or the Holy of Holies, um, that will give it a life-like quality. It's also possible, as Jim Wilhelmson postulates, that part of the great lie will involve transhumanism. The manipulation of the human body uh, referred to as a temple by the Apostle Paul um, to falsely uh, offer immortality and godly attributes to humans in exchange for the rights for their souls. It does make sense that since Yeshua came as a human to die for humans and foolish humans uh, uh, relinquish part of their humanity, if that's if this scenario all plays out, uh, that they will actually become chimera or uh nephilim and they would give up their right to ever become salvageable they could never obtain salvation because they gave up their right to be human right they wanted to be melded with other things and uh when you do that you're not human anymore (laughs) sorry but you're not um okay the next phrase that comes up is the three laws tesla claimed to have been able to travel um Travel in time while remaining in a constant state. In other words, he just laid there and he could see. Okay, meaning that while sitting between uh, two of Tesla's uh, Tesla coils, we call them now, he was able to see the past, present, and future at the same time. Uh, this is a violation or maybe a manipulation of Newton's three laws of motion. If John Trump was able to duplicate Tesla's Tesla's experiment, then perhaps it explains why his nephew was somehow able to second guess the moves of his enemies before they even make them. And do it with a smile on his face. You ever notice that the guy never really seems to get upset? I mean, every once in a while. But he just, when somebody says something stupid or like they're gonna do something stupid, he just gets a smile on his face like, okay, go ahead, go ahead and try it. That's okay. You go ahead and try it. It's not going to work, but, uh, I'll let you make a fool out of yourself. And boy, per- people sure have done that, that have opposed them. Okay. Now, I started working on this again last night, or yesterday. Was it yesterday? Yeah, I think so. Um, because that's it as far as I had gotten. And so the next word is snow piercer. And I'm like, Snowpiercer, What what is this all about, you know? Uh, well, Snowpiercer turns out to be a movie that was produced in 2014. Some of you probably saw it. I never have. But uh, what I, from what I've read and understand, the plot involved a dystopian society with the last remaining members of human society circling the Earth in a train that's operated by a perpetual motion machine. Ooh, a perpetual motion machine and Tesla. Let's get into this. I won't go into into the plot because it it would just be a waste of time. But it's a movie I plan on watching actually. Uh, Nikola Tesla was interested in perpetual motion and his concept for developing engines that could run on run on free energy uh, could classify as uh, such an engine as being a perpetual motion machine. In theory, a true perpetual motion machine would produce more energy than the energy that it takes to run the machine. Okay. By acquiring free energy from the ambient atmosphere, such as an engine, uh, such an, as an engine, in theory, would uh, be producing more work than the energy that it would take to power the machine. As has been mentioned before, John G. Trump did receive Tesla's papers from the FBI and and uh, it's conceivable that he did get a gander at Tesla's plan for a free energy machine. John's t- uh, nephew, Donald Trump, uh, has touted a few times that there are new forms of energy that will be introduced that will make oil-powered uh, energy obsolete. Actually, I think his quote was, "In the future, in the near future, oil will be used only as a lubricant," um, which I find very interesting. Um, but uh, where is I going to go with this? Oh, free energy! Um, there's a, a man that I know. I'm not going to mention his name. He uh, he built something called the Bedini wheel, and you, you can look this up online and build one for yourself. Um, for me, it's too much of a hassle because it's it, it involves soldering capacitors and everything else to to other things, and it's probably simple to do, but I just don't have the time. Um, like i said time's short these days um so uh with this Bedini wheel what he what he has is um all these different things that uh on this wheel that when it turns it uh it gets energy from the ambient atmosphere and he actually uses it to flash um um uh, he has uh, was it 12 12 volt batteries i think um and uh he can flash charged them in a matter of, uh, just a couple of hours, all 12 batteries. And, uh, last time I was talking to him, he was going to try to work on uh, placing him, um, well placing after them, them an inverter that would invert the, uh, the 12 volts into um, 120 volts. It would, so that would be 10 batteries. Um, and once he did that, you know, the, the he could pr- power a significant part of his house with this and all from uh, absorbing energy from the ab- ambient atmosphere, which I thought was fascinating. And, and it never stops turning either. That was another interesting thing. He says, he says I actually have to stop this thing by hand if I want to stop it, he said, because it'll just keep going forever. So a uh, Bedini wheel, I think it's B-E-D-I-N-I or it maybe B-A-D-I-N-I. You can look it up online if you're interested in making something like that. Um, I think it would be awesome, actually, if I had the time and energy to do it, I'd do it in a second. Uh, But I don't. Anyway, uh, the next term that comes up and is a numerical equivalent is the reason for this life existing. Okay. Now, John Trump was a man of physical science and religion. How much religion, we don't know. But... Um, his family was religious and and back then, even, you know, back was in the forties. Um, even if you were a scientist, you went to church, you know, uh, back then there, there was, there wasn't the stigma of, um, evolution that much as it is now, um, or has been for the last 50 years. Whereas you're either an evolutionist or a believer in Yeshua. Um, back then you could, um, you could be a scientist and be a Christian at the same time, because true, true science proves the Bible to be correct. Um, evolutionary science um, tries to prove the Bible to be wrong, and turns out it turns out to be wrong 99.9% of the time. Okay, so he's a man of physical science and religion, most likely. His nephew, Donald uh, Trump, has remarked that uh, John used to have deep and philosophical conversations with Donald. And Donald Trump has always been referred to, uh, has always referred to John Trump as his favorite uncle. Uh, there is uh, mentioned in several places that John felt the same about his nephew Donald. As a physicist, John Trump knew about the laws of physics and um, how they govern the universe. He knew the, that physics uh, governed the existence of life. And he also knew that physics being a science of laws must have a law giver. Or a lawmaker, Um, if if it is true that Tesla had developed uh, a time machine or a time travel device that uh, it showed the past as well as the future, it would dictate that mankind and mankind's history was not a mistake. It would would prove that the that uh, destiny is the reason for life existing hence the reason for life existing. Uh, The Trump family has been Protestant for many generations, mostly Lutherans and Episcopalians, found that out. Um, It should be noted that uh, being a physicist and reading Tesla's papers about free energy, John Trump would have seen that being a true believer in Yeshua is the ultimate form of free energy or perpetual motion because as scripture is quite clear, it says in Acts um, 17, uh, verse 28, for in him we live and move and have our being as certain also as your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. He was talking to the Greeks on Mars Hill at that time. Um, it is not only it is not only free energy, but energy that produces freedom when you're talking about faith in Yeshua. OK, the next um term is another biblical term the word became flesh now this is a major tenet of the christian faith that yeshua was god all god and all man if john g trump was a man of faith he would have held uh he would have held this simple but powerful phrase to be true okay that's all we're going to say about that um the next one is um okay I'm going to take a gander on how to say this word. It's uh, spelled Q-L-I-P-H-O-T-H. Uh, Quilphoth uh, Ouija board. Okay. Uh, this is a reference. Uh, this is in reference, excuse me, to Jewish mysticism. It refers to the Kabbalistic tree of life or death. Uh, Tesla was obsessed with numbers and so, to some degree, sacred geometry. He was interested in the numbers three, six, and nine. It's a sequence three, six, nine, and how it fits into physics. I've also uh, noticed that people that start to investigate numerology, if they're not careful, can fall into the sacred geometry trap because it seems to migrate physics with the occult. While I'm not asserting in any way that John Trump was involved in this, um, being the occult and it's been noted that uh, he was describing the writings of Nikola Tesla as doodles and scribbles and numbers. Uh, This might be the reason why he asserted in his testimony to the FBI that what he found in the papers of Tesla were unintelligible and useless. It could also be that he found some things um, of worth and just excused Tesla's work as gibberish. And he, uh, would be right if it was random numbers and such. Uh, thus, he would be truthful in appearance to the FBI and could retain the gibberish along with the things of worth. Okay. Usually, if you're a physicist, you're a pretty smart man and you can figure out how to get around things. Need be. Uh, the next uh, phrase that comes up is Virgo sun sign. And if you were around around 2012 or was it 14? You probably read about this. Well, I don't know what it's worth, but on September 23rd, 2017, while his nephew was in office, mind you, uh, the sign uh, talked about in Revelation 12, verses 1 and 2 had a, had, had occurred to some degree. Um, I did a, a radio show. I also did a um, a paper on this, and it's not exactly the exact sign, as it says in Revelation 12. It was close to it, but not exact. So um, so anyway, I'll, I will continue. Um, it It isn't the events in, in the first two verses that are significant for this day, but in the ninth verse, there's a war in heaven, and Satan and his rebellious angels are cast to earth. Um, is it just a coincidence that since 2017, it seems like all hell is broken loose on earth? And is it, uh, as if it's as if Satan and his minions are wreaking havoc on the earth? It really is. And it's getting weirder every year. If you've lived in this year, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. The next, um, phrase that comes up is the 12th Imam. Um, it's an Islamic, um, uh, Basically, it's an Islamic messianic figure that they're waiting for. Um, if if John Trump was able to see the future, it could be that Donald uh, has known for years that uh, he would be president. And what would occur and how to circumnavigate trouble that's heading his way? Could it be that he told Donald that during the presidency that the Antichrist would uh, uh, who would almost likely be seen by the Islamists as the 12th Imam would appear on earth. When trouble comes and we look at Donald Trump, it appears that he has a certain calmness about him, like he's watching things play out just like he knew that they would. Could it be that John uh, Trump allowed his nephew to use this time machine or he gave his nephew the ability to build his own time viewing device? Uh, Donald certainly seems to have a, A great look of confidence on his face during times of crisis. I'm not asserting that he's the Antichrist. I'm just asserting that he knows what's going on and he may know that the revelation of the Antichrist is soon to come. And I think that's probably why he's pulling us out of all these treaties with these different countries because if you're in a treaty with these countries, you're bound by those treaties and Uh, when the antichrist takes over, you're, you're bound by that. And the revelation does talk about three Kings that, uh, will not, uh, follow the beast, uh, uh, but will break away. And uh, I'm using a little bit of uh, my own terminology here. Uh, but they will, they will be brought back into the fold. It says, so, um, even if we or Donald Trump is a reprieve from the new world order, it may not be that long lasting. Um, the next word that comes up is Razvan R A Z V A N uh Researching this name you'll the following results um, quote meaning unknown, possibly related to Radovan. Uh, alternatively it may have been brought to Romania by the in, by India from India by gypsies and may mean something like the bringer of good news. Okay, and that source was, um, I was like to quote sources. Having published things myself, I hate it when people use my stuff without asking. Um, the source is https uh, colon forward slash forward slash uh, www.behindthename.com forward slash name forward slash R-A. The numbers two and one, and then the letter Z-V-A-N. So if you wanted to check that out, that's where that is. Um, what good news might you ask? Well, I think that the revelation, I think uh, that the revelation that a new source of energy that will be uh, free and abundant in supply for all of mankind uses pretty good news. Uh, again, Donald Trump has talked about a revolution in the way that uh, we uh, power, transportation, and other things. Perhaps this good news originated from John D. Trump's deciphering of Tesla's papers. The next phrase that comes up is Benjamin Netanyahu. Uh, if you've been asleep for the last 10 or 12 years, um, Benjamin Netanyahu is the Prime Minister of Israel and has uh, uh, been a great defender of the nation of Israel and has... Uh, um, basically been to Israel with Donald Trump is to uh, the United States. They're very much alike. Uh, they have a very good working relationship. Um, uh, they take care of each other. Um, Trump is um, very much pro Jewish. Uh, his daughter Ivanka and her husband Jared are both Jewish and are, as are his grandkids. So um, this, all this garbage that trumps an (laughs) anti-Semite just take that and throw it in the garbage because that's where it belongs so or even better yet put it down the sink and turn on the shredder um uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is um I think is is not done playing into the um uh world history and um it could be that he's around when um the defecation hits the rotary oscillator and that him and Trump work together to defeat the armies that come down to attack Israel in Ezekiel 38 and 39. Um, it's a possibility. Um, I know that Israel has a neutron bomb. And if you read, I think is it Zechariah? I think it's Zechariah talks about a, um, a uh, coming invasion of Israel where the uh, eye sockets will melt out of a, the enemy's eyes and the skin will fall off their bones is exactly what would happen in a neutron bomb explosion. So anyway, uh, the next um, phrase that comes up is fear to whom fear. Isn't that kind of weird? Fear to whom fear. Um, I was kind of stumped by this one, actually, but uh, I typed it in and found it's in scripture uh it's a part of scripture in romans chapter 13 is regarded to mean submitting to worldly authorities as they are submissive to yahweh uh personally i believe that this is referring uh to john trump's walking a tightrope with the fbi giving him tesla's writing he had to, he had to fear in, in a sense that uh if the information that tesla rendered could build a weapon uh that would be misused by a government uh were Were he to turn it over, he would be held responsible for handling such information handling over such information to that government uh, being the United States um, by telling the FBI that the information he had reviewed was just scribbles and such and not usable by the government at least of the government of his day, and remember who was in power back in that time, Franklin Delano Roosevelt and it was all Democrats. Uh Anyway, um, he would, uh, let's see, let me go back and read that statement again. By telling the FBI that the information that he reviewed was just scribbles and such, and not usable by the government, at least to, of his day, he would not have to fear his actions. However, he would still fear, in some sense, that the government would catch on, and that they would find out that he had hoodwinked them, uh and, there, and that their... Was information left by Tesla that could be used for nefarious reasons, and uh, he would be prosecuted for lying to the government. That burden would be hard to bear. So fear to whom fear? Uh, basically, that that would describe that uh, walking that tightrope. Um, what a fear that would be, you know, knowing that the information could you have could uh, cause your nation or some other nation to maybe even bring an end to the world. Although scripture says that would not happen, but you know, if you didn't know scripture, he would know that. Um, but uh, so holding on to the information saying it was gibberish and, um, and working with it at the same time, you know, all you'd have to do is tell one person which you were working on and they'd think to the government and uh, you'd be in trouble. So um, man, what a, burden of responsibility that would be. Uh, Anyway, so that's what I got out of that. Uh, The next phrase is wind it up. Now, this is a term that refers to watches and clocks of yesteryear. Still, you could get watches that you wind today. They're just kind of really rare. Um, This information that Tesla left upon his death was inert uh, until it could be researched in the laboratory conditions and then used. It could also mean that the winding up of time, meaning that uh, it would be data and information that would be used later on when the fullness of time was about to be accomplished. In other words, Yahweh had not planned for it to be used at the time that uh, John Trump was alive, but it would be, he had planned for it to be used later on. And, uh at the, as time wound up or as it, uh, wound down maybe is a good way to put it but um, and then the, where would where would we wind up if it wound up too early interesting it's an interesting game word word game you could play with that phrase um and the next phrase is uh, evaporate darkness now, how do you evaporate darkness evaporate you you do to something that's wet right um, you make it go away by drying it out. And darkness is a, is a physics is a uh, is a light property. You can't evaporate light. Right. Uh, now this could be a direct reference that the the information that he would give to Donald Trump would help Donald to drain the swamp. Um, and yeah, even then, probably they knew that there was a swamp because there was. I mean, there's been a swamp since the early 1900s. Um Let's see. Help Donald a swamp. The best way to drain a swamp is to let the water out and then let the sun evaporate what's left. Right. In turn, it could be a reference to Donald Trump be, becoming born again believer in that he would see the light of what a true walk with Yeshua really is. Uh, and the darkness that he once served would be dried up and replaced by the waters of righteousness just think about what Donald Trump saw when he was younger. Um, he talked the other day about, you know, Oh, I know these guys. They would always come into my office when I was rich and, you know, and running businesses. And they would ask me for a million dollars here and some money there and for favors and everything else. He said, and he says, I know how these people operate speaking about government. So, uh, he knew what darkness was about all along. And, um, and he said constantly that he's got he left his uh, fortune behind to get into government so that he could uh, he did it for us. Basically, he's saying he said he really enjoyed his life as a billionaire and, and would still be enjoying it. But um, he felt the need to get in and, and try to change things for our good. So and I know that a lot of you might not believe that there are selfless people like that in the world, but there are. And he's one of them. Um, I've heard stories of, um, I guess at one time one of his limos was broken down or one of his, uh, I don't know if it was a limo, but it was a, one of his cars was broken down and the chauffeur was changing the tire. Well, if a, a guy, um, pulled over and helped the uh, chauffeur change the tire and Donald Trump asked him what his name was, he'd like to give him something, you know, and he said he, I think he said he, he gave him some money or he was going to mail him some money. Well, with what Donald Trump did is he paid off the guy's mortgage because I guess the guy was, you know, having a hard time at, at that time. And um, he says, you know, in a in a in a um, for gratitude, what I'm doing is I paid off your mortgage. And I'm like, wow, that's that's really neat. You know, so uh, doing a little for Donald Trump uh, gets you a lot, <laughs> so to speak. So. um and it brings us to this new term, uh, this next term. It's called "I serve the darkness." So another one that would make you think that maybe he's involved in uh, the bad things, you know. But let's look at this. So it's pretty simple. This one is pretty simple. Um, John G. Trump worked in the part of the United States government. Part of the United States government, although our government was and still is better than the rest of the governments of the world, it's still shrouded in darkness. Since John was working for the darkness and held top secret clearances, then he was in a sense serving the darkness. Okay, real easy. I mean, you know, um, um back during his time, I think it was 1943 and on. Um, that was about the time the war was over, and then Project Paperclip came up, and uh, all the Germans came over, you know, the Nazis came over, and opened up the CIA. So, I mean, you want to talk about darkness? Um, he was working during that time um, for the government. <laughs> so um, not that he was participating in a darkness, but uh, he was serving the government. He was a, basically a public servant. if He was working for the government, so he served the darkness. So that's easy. Um, the next phrase is, do not depart from thine eyes. Now, I do believe that this was a, a command to John uh, Trump's heart. That he should, although serving the darkness, not let r- righteousness depart from his uh, true purpose in life. That purpose was to take the works of Tesla and other things that he invented and to use them for the ultimate good. Okay, real simple. It's another thing that, uh, like the one before it, uh, you could take it to mean that he was uh, evil. But uh, when you think about it, you see, we were talking about in a radio show tonight, uh, me and... Um, Eric and and uh, Brian about mm, is that- uh, about um, this. I have an Apple watch and a lot of times Siri turns on all by itself. Ah, I hate it. Anyway, it just did it twice again. Uh, but anyway, um, we were talking about using our imaginations and we were talking about um you know, before you take action, doing something, thinking about all the the people that it could affect, all the whether it be negative or positive or both. Um, uh, what is what is what that word you're going to say to somebody? Is it going to affect them negatively or positively? I'll give you a good example. Um, I, uh, I had a friend. Her name is Glory, and um, I don't know where she is now. You know we've I haven't seen her in years, but anyway, um we were in church one day, <clears throat> and um this woman came for the first time, I'm assuming, and um she this glory just felt um the urge to tell the woman that she loved her, you know, and uh the woman sat there during the service, and then right after the service got up and left. And after the service, we used to have a time of fellowship. We'd sit there and eat and have a potluck and and just talk with one another. And sometimes, if there was a football game on, we'd sit and watch it there. But anyway, um, the woman came back and uh, she was crying. And so, you know, she walked up to Glory and Glory said, "You know, why are you crying?" She says, "Well, this you really impacted me." And she says, "Well, how did you impact me?" And the woman says, "You don't understand." She says. When I came here, she says, I came here with the purpose of coming to this service, and I guess basically confessing her sins. I don't know what religion she had been before that. And then afterwards, she was going to go kill herself. But when Gloria said that she loved her, it made her change her mind and realize, hey, somebody loves me in this world. You know, I think I'm going to hang in there. And uh, she never killed herself. So, um You know, you never know what the effect of your words or actions are going to be. So, um, sorry I got off in that rabbit hole, but I think it was important to say. Somebody needed to hear it. Okay, the next phrase that comes up is bear witness. Okay, I'm not talking about a bear out in the woods. Um, You know, bear witness means to show a witness or to produce a witness. OK, and witness means to um, prove yourself or in other words, if um, I say I'm a Christian and I have to bear witness, I have to act like a Christian. Right. Um, that's what that means. Oh, OK. So anyway, as a whole paper could be written about this. Um, if John Trump was able to see the future, he was duty bound to reveal uh, that witness to his nephew that's what he witnessed. Um, he would have known that his nephew would someday be president and what would happen. Perhaps that's why Donald Trump alluded to for years that he felt the need to enter the presidential race. He would never do so, never really committing, but committed at the same time. In other words, he knew that he had to do it, but it wasn't the right time. Um, he made several remarks when he was younger that when asked if he would ever do it, that he said he might. Um let's see. He he knew that it would happen, but it, he did not reveal it. Uh John would also bear witness to Donald that there was a deep state even back during his time, uh but that it would be become so endemic uh, so to speak, during Donald Trump's time that it, it would be have to be dealt with by his nephew. Finally, if he was able to see far enough into the future by using the time machine, who knows? Um, he would have to bear witness that Yeshua was the Lion of the tribe of Judah and that he would return maybe during Donald Trump's lifetime. Um, man, that would be interesting to know. Sometimes don't you wish you could be a fly on the wall and just be there when people are talking? <laughs> um, okay, and the last one, I think it's the last one, yeah, is the phrase study correlations. Now, as a physicist and with the information left to him by Tesla, it would have been John's duty to study the correlations between what Tesla wrote and what could actually be done with the data. Uh, A true way to do this would be by uh, building uh, working devices that he saw in Tesla's blueprints and to use them to see if they worked or not. If some of this data had to do with time travel, let's say, then John would have to look at not only what would happen in the future, um, but if he was going to reveal the information to his nephew Donald, that uh, Donald would follow the plan to the T and not deviate off the plan. He might also see a correlation between what was written in scripture and what he actually saw if he did go far enough in time to see the return of Yeshua. Um, And that would cause him to come to the conclusion that no matter what is done, History has been written from before the foundation of time and space and that it cannot be altered because even if what appeared to be an alteration did occur, it would have been in Yahweh's plan, not as an alteration, but as the actual plan. Isn't that interesting that no matter what you do, what God has planned for your life is going to happen? You know, um, we often talk about uh, when, when Jim was on the show, we, we talked about parallel realities and, um, and I, I gave uh, an example one time. I don't know if I wrote it or if I, I wrote or spoke it on the, um, on the radio show, but let's say I, I, I used the illustration um, about a, this big table that we had in the, in the kitchen at the time. And we have a kind of a small kitchen and, um, and when the, when the, table was placed there, it was temporary placement, but um, you'd have to go either to the left or to the right. Um, you, after you got around the table, you'd end up in the same place, but if you went to the left, you went over by the stove and the sink, if you went to the right, you went over by the dog's water dish and the cabinet where we keep pots and pans, um, so, you know, over by... Over by the left hand side, my wife was often working by the stove or by the, by the sink. And so I would take the right side. Well, when I took the right side, I took a chance of bumping into the dog's water and knocking it all over the place. And I've done that before and it's very frustrating or kicking the other one of the dog's dishes, you know, and, um, but, uh, so the, my reality actually could split in half. I could go one way or the other, but I would come out at the same place that I wanted to go when I got around the table and that's kind of like what our our, um, reality is like in this life you know it's uh, I often use the song Loch Lomond it's a it's a Scottish song and and the the um, chorus is uh, what is it you take the high road and I take the low road and I'll be in Scotland before ye Uh, for me and my true love will never meet again on the bonnie bonnie banks of Loch Lomond um, the last part of it's insignificant, but the first part shows that there's two ways to get to uh Scotland, right? Uh one's a, a high road and it probably takes longer because you have to climb over hill and dale. The other one's kinda of flat, it's by the lake, so you get to Scotland bef you know um before the other fellow that's traveling the high road but ultimately they were both going to the same place and they both arrived at the same place, just one a little before the other. Um, so you could use another illustration. Um, a really good one uh, happened to me the other day. Um, I was going to work one morning and I leave fairly early in the morning (laughs) and, uh, and I got to a certain point on the freeway and this morning I had decided to leave later. Um, I don't know why I did. I just decided to leave later and, um, I got to this certain point and, uh, the freeway was closed and it said, you know, you got to take the detour. And the detour took you through this little town of Jefferson and then down these country roads and brought you back out on the freeway, uh, probably about three or four miles beyond where you got off. Well, the reason we had to get off is because an accident happened. Now, later on when I, when I kind of researched and so, you know, was reading about the accident, it occurred right about the time I would have been there. (laughs) Right. Had, uh, had I left uh, on my usual time. So by changing my, um, my itinerary, I avoided possibly getting in an accident that could have killed me. Right. Um, now I, I attribute this to the Lord or to Yahweh, of course. And, um, you know, he's the one that made me leave later that day. And, um, you know, and because of that, I'm, I'm talking to you on the radio show right now. <laughs> um, but it's, I could have gone two ways. I went one way and I lived. The other way would have led to death. So possibly. So, um, no matter what we do, it's his plan for us to be alive until the day he decides to take us home. Um, I often talk with doctors. Uh, you know, I'd be first to admit that I'm, I'm overweight you know doctors don't like that I'm not too crazy about it either but when you get older it's harder to lose weight right uh put put you on a couple of medications that you know don't allow you to lose weight very easy and it gets worse so uh anyway the doctors always like well you know what you know you need to lose weight and one day I I just looked at the doctor and I said doctor I said listen to me I said I am allotted a certain amount of days to be alive I said, and Yahweh knows when that day is going to be, and no matter what I do, I'm going to live to that day. Uh, You can't change that, nor can I, and that's a fact. And, you know, the doctor kind of was quiet after that, and my wife always argues, yeah, but you can live a more um, healthy and productive life if you lost the weight. Well, yeah, that's true, but you know, would I be as happy as I am right now? (laughs) Um, So there's, there's another thing to to consider, but um, anyway, so, you know, we, we all every day of our lives um, have a choice to, to, to uh, take one road or the other in our life and one would be a parallel to the other because we, we end up in the same place anyway. Right. So, um, you want to talk about parallel realities? Well, there's some right there, you know, and uh, uh, if, uh, no, not if, since Donald Trump has been destined to be our president for the last four, and I think for the next four years, too, um, it's destined to be, and nothing's going to stop it. Okay. Um, the Democrats, or the leftists, I should say, can try everything they want to do to try to take him out of office and they've tried a lot of stuff, haven't they? And it's none of it succeeded. <laughs> um, so what's destined to happen is going to happen. And no matter what, uh, reality we decide to, to walk in or walk through, um, it's going to happen no matter, you know, it's, uh, whether it's leaving late for work and missing an accident or, uh, uh, how many people had called in sick, uh, just had a, a sickness or a premonition not to go to work the day the twin towers fell, yeah, I know some of you are out there going, yeah, all the Jews got called not to go in well, that's not true. A lot of Jews died in the twin in the twin towers when it fell. If all Jews were called and told not to go, that would have never happened so that's bumpkis. Um so anyway um an interesting study on uh on john uh John George Trump. Um, a lot of these things that came up, uh, really explained a lot about him, about his destiny. Um, I think he was a great man myself, not because he was the president's uncle, but because, uh, he had opportunities to do things that you and I can only dream of, you know, um, who, who wouldn't like to look at Tesla's work? (laughs) Uh, I, you know, if, especially having a, a background in physics and and getting a look at it, it's what a phenomenal, what a, what a blessing in this life to be able to do and and to, and to be able to implement it and and to give it to your nephew who's a rich billionaire so that he can implement it even more. Uh, that's why I look forward to the next four years of Donald Trump being in office, because I think that, uh, our lives are going to change profoundly, um, if he does have the, the plans that his uncle gave him, and if he's able to take us off of oil and and put us onto some other technology, uh, whether it's receiving energy through the ambient atmosphere, or as Tesla wanted to do, to send um, uh, AC current through the through the air, you know what what a wonderful thing that would be. You know, uh, you wouldn't have to pay an electric bill every month uh um, you wouldn't have to pay heating bill uh you know you, all look at all the money that we'd save, yeah, a lot of people would be out of work, but you know they something else would come up, I'm sure because that sector of, of, of energy production is going to require a lot of people also so um anyway uh what a life john George Trump led, and uh what a destiny he had and uh and i think that uh he'll probably never get the credit that uh he deserves but uh at least you know now that uh uh using the gramatria that we saw that uh that god had plans for his life that um that uh, he probably could have never imagined and we could never imagine and just think that if he did that for john trump that he's doing that for all of us he's doing that for you he's doing that for me um who knows what'll happen tomorrow you know um, tomorrow could be the best day of our life it could be the worst day of our life but it's still a day of our life um, it could uh, we should just be thankful that every morning we wake up breathing um, and be thankful that if one morning we we wake up and it's in heaven that uh, hey we were there um, if you don't live for the lord I or for Yahweh, excuse me, then I would adjure you to please do so. Um, start studying today about him. Start looking into him because uh, time is short. Um, I was reading uh, yesterday about a young kid that, uh, uh, I, was look, I was looking up research on one of the things that came up for Donald Trump or John Trump. And it was an obituary for a kid that was twenty three years old that had died and um uh, in a car accident you know he woke up that morning didn't know he was gonna die um I hope he knew Yahweh I really do, but if he didn't that's that's not a good thing um, so uh just uh just think that uh they there was the saying today is the first day of the rest of your life and tomorrow might not be. So uh just give it a thought, okay? Don't um I'm not preaching at anybody. I really don't I hate it when people preach at me, but you know, just use some logic and realize that uh you know, today might be the last day that you'll be alive. Yeah, you might have 30 years left, 40 years left, 50 or 60 depending on what your age is right now. Um but um there are no guarantees. Okay and only God only Yahweh knows uh what your days are. He has the very hairs on your head counted and um and I think if Yeshua was alive today, he would say something like he has the very cells in your body counted, and he coded your DNA so he knows what that says and um uh what a mighty God we serve, you know there's there's no God like Yahweh um Allah can make his claims, um, but they're all false, and all other gods are false, but Yahweh is the true and living God, and uh, you can either bend your knee to him now in obedience and in love or bend it later out of respect because he's the one that holds your future in his hands, and you are gonna be assigned a place that's not so pleasant. Anyway, um, I don't want to get into that. So anyway, um, having said all those things, uh, I'll end our study on John G. Trump and other things that we talked about. And uh, you guys be blessed. Uh, We'll be back next Monday. I'm going to write to Russ Tanner right now and see if he wants to be on. Probably not next Monday because it's the day before Election Day and there's probably going to be a lot to talk about. But um, the Monday after or sometime real soon. And it'll be uh, uh, one that we'll be able to do without a bunch of noise. Okay, because I think I got it figured out. So uh, the Lord, or excuse me, excuse me, Yahweh bless you and keep you, make his face shine on you and be gracious unto you. And uh, may he grant you peace until we meet again. Amen and amen. Good night.